STEM Minds. Welcome back to STEM Minds, brought to you by Student Circuit. My guest today is Corbinian Westlake, EPC Project Manager at National Grid. Corbinian began his career as an apprentice where he spent three years completing his course. He now has 17 years experience working in the HV electricity industry, gaining vital experience in the different roles throughout his career. Welcome to the podcast today. How are you doing? Hi Kira, yeah I'm good thank you and yourself? Yeah very well thank you. Could we begin by you telling us a little bit more then about your current role at the National Grid? Yeah no worries so I'm currently undertaking the role of EPC project manager so that stands for engineer procure and construct so we're mainly dealing with mainworks contractors and the projects I'm working on at the moment are overhead line refurbishments so I'm doing two overhead line refurbishment jobs both sites around North London the idea is to refurbish the HV network so that we can get more power down into London as part of the 30 gigawatts of power into North London by 2030. But it's now, I think it's now gone up to 50 gigawatts of power in by 2030. So huge increase in power. And it's about how we can get that power into North London from sort of offshore generation, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, important work. Could you say a little bit more about how you kind of got into this sort of career how was it like at school for you what did you do GCSE A level wise and what led you to the apprenticeship? Yeah no worries so when I was at school I was more interested in art and graphic design which was what I thought I was going to be going down the route of it was only really when I'd done GCSEs at school in in sort of the you know the usual subjects and then when I got to college I did graphic design which I did two-year graphic design course it was okay I didn't really feel like I was particularly good at it I always felt I was more of a hands-on person and I definitely had a, a skill for sort of taking things apart, putting them back together, finding out why they didn't work and that sort of thing. So that led me on to wanting to get into like construction. So I applied, when I'd done my two years at college, I was working um, in, a, in a garage, in a tyre garage, tyre and exhaust centre, doing bits and pieces on cars. It was okay. And then I moved into, I was a labourer for a little while actually, um, for a local builder. And then I decided I was going to try and get into building. So I applied for a few different apprenticeships. I'll say a few. I applied for about 40 apprenticeships in total. Yeah, quite a lot. And I didn't really get anything back. Uh, you know, I was ranging from general building to carpentry to plumbing to electrics, bricklaying, you name it. And not really any of the companies that I applied to got back to me. And the ones that did said either we've taken apprentices on and, you know, we're full or we've taken apprentices on and you know, we're not looking to take any more on because of X, Y, Z. So I was just about to start a general building course at college. And it was actually my mum who said to me, look, I found this advert in the paper for the National Grid. Yeah, they want electricians, she labelled it as. And I was like, OK, that's fine. I'll, um, I'll put an application in for them. It wasn't electricians. It was overhead linesmen, which so working on the overhead network, the, you know, the big tall towers you see dotted around the country, which I didn't realise until I think I went to the training centre for an interview. So it's quite a surprise for me. So I applied for the apprenticeship and I got an interview off the back of it. I got a telephone interview. So I did that and was lucky enough to get offered a place for a face-to-face interview. So I was, you know, I was like, okay, we'll see where this leads. And at the time, my mindset was, I'm doing all right, labouring, you know, I've got some money in my back pocket. I don't really need this apprenticeship, but I'll entertain it anyway, which was very, very naive for me because, you know, I didn't have any idea what it had to offer. So it was only when I started to put like a presentation together and look at the company and look at the opportunities 
that I realised I was on something a lot better than I thought, I suppose. So I went to the training centre. I had an interview. I got on really well in my interview. I'd done a good presentation, but I had something in common with one of the guys interviewing me. And that was, we both shared a passion for motorbikes. He liked taking things apart and putting them back together, as did I. I was always messing around with things like that. I had a motorbike at the time. We got talking about motorbikes in the interview. And we sort of, we had like a common ground. So it was good to have that with him, I suppose. And I think that put me in a really good place. And he could tell that I was hands-on person because I was talking to him about taking stuff apart and putting it back together. And I had to do manual dexterity tests on the day, which I had no problem doing, you know, selecting the right size spanners and sockets to take things apart and put them back together. I had to do a climbing assessment on the day, which I didn't expect, and I didn't really know what to say, really. I got told, oh, we want to see, you know, if you can climb a, a tower, which I was like, yeah, that's fine. Didn't know what the tower was, how tall it was, how big it was, what I'd have to do. So there was there in my suit. They give you a set of overalls and a harness and a hard hat and some gloves and boots, etc. And you walk over to the compound where the tower's located, and there's two massive towers there. One of them's not that big, actually, thinking about it now, but the other one's quite a tall tower. And they said, oh, we want you to climb that tower with the instructor to see if you can climb, you know, see how you are with heights. And I was like, yeah, no worries. So I looked at the little one thinking that's the one they're on about. And they were like, no, no, this this one here, like the bigger one. So I was in for a bit of a shock from there, I suppose. I, anyway, I did. I climbed the tower. I didn't want to let go of anything, admittedly. I was sort of 40 foot, 50 foot up in the air, maybe a bit, bit higher, up to the bottom cross arm of the tower. And you have to go out onto the cross arm. Obviously, you're permanently attached the whole time, you know, from when you leave the ground to when you come back down. So there's no risk of you of you falling off or hitting the ground if you fall off, should we say. And you're with an instructor. Yeah, it was really something that I didn't expect, but I just did it, you know. And I just thought, what's the worst that'll happen? I'll get up there and I won't like it. Or I'll get up there and won't be able to do anything. Or I'll get up there and realise it's not that bad. So, yeah, I did anyway. Climb the tower. Didn't have any issues with that, got back down, finished the rest of my tests, went home and I can't remember how long it was afterwards, it wasn't that long, a couple of weeks maybe, found out that I got offered the apprenticeship and it was when I was at the training centre and they were explaining all the sort of what you'd be doing and the benefits and what you'd be getting taught and how long the apprenticeship was and you know you'd have to spend this much time away from home and everything like that, that it made me realise this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, that was my sort of introduction into how I got to my apprenticeship. Wow. And it's great that it was better than you thought it would be. It's always good. Yeah, it was It was really It was really good to have that experience because until I'd got to the training centre or before I, you know, started really looking into the company, I just thought, like I said, I don't, you know, at the time I was very naive. I thought, I don't need an apprenticeship. I've got a job as a labourer. I'll be all right. And I couldn't move further from the truth. It did be well having a job, don't get me wrong, but it, I didn't realise what I was going to be missing out on potentially. Yeah, no, I can see that. So I've obviously spoken to lots of different students. One thing that usually comes up is how the education system tends to kind of brush past apprenticeships as an option. I know it's getting better and kind of in this industry, it's probably the best that it is. But were all your options made obvious to you when you were still at school and college? Did you know how big apprenticeships were and how vital they'd be? So apprenticeships, yeah, when I was at school, I remember having the chat with the careers advisor, you know, what did you want to do when you left school? And they didn't really mention anything to do with apprenticeships. All I sort of remember them as advisor, you know, what did you want to do when you left school? And 
they didn't really mention anything to do with apprenticeships. All I sort of remember them saying was the typical go to college, you know, go to university, get your degree, apply for a job off the back of it. Apprenticeships weren't really something that were mentioned, but not really anything like what they're advertised today. You hear them quite a lot today, I think. And you see them advertised on all these different media platforms as well. So it's definitely something that's been improved, I think, since I applied. I know that. Definitely. So you spoke about the rejection that you face. Lots of people go through the same thing, not just with apprenticeships, but with graduate roles and things. Is there any advice you that you could give to people not to give up and to keep pushing through that feeling? Exactly that. Keep going and don't give up because you've been knocked back. Because I've had plenty of times where in my career at National Grid where I've applied for a role and I've been knocked back or I've applied for, you know, I've been doing something and it's not worked out or things haven't gone in my favour. And the best advice I can give is just use it as a learning experience, take something positive out of it and carry on forward. Don't worry about being rejected or or knocked back as such because, you know, I got to where I thought I'm never going to get anywhere and feel like I'm pretty lucky now to have got where I am. But I wouldn't be here, I don't think, if I hadn't have had them setbacks in my career. Yeah, I think it's about kind of taking them and learning from them, isn't it? And pushing through from them. Yeah, exactly that. And, you know, but everyone always says things happen for a reason. And I went for a stage where I was trying and trying to move for a role and it didn't work out. And I thought, what am I going to do now? This is the end. I'm going to be stuck here forever. And then all of a sudden things changed. My circumstances changed at work and then carried on from there and got momentum. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be in a different role then and on a project that I was familiar with or, you know, I was on, I was placed on an overhead line project. So that was my bread and butter. And then from there, I then went on to a construction, like a civils construction project on a new build substation. And I didn't know anything about civils not a thing and I learned so much on that project it put me in really good place for you know for where I am now I suppose yeah I think definitely the most important thing to remember then like you say might be the you know one setback might lead you on to the best thing that you've done exactly that yeah and you know people they get hung up on rejection and they always think I'm never going to be good enough I'm not going to get it or whatever but just don't let one or two you know knockbacks put you in a place where you think I'm never going to get anywhere because it doesn't always work out like that but the important thing is to think don't just give up because you've been knocked back once so I'd say yeah. So did you feel supported by your employer throughout your apprenticeship? Yeah I was lucky I think obviously I didn't and I don't have experience with any other employers because I've been with National Grids you know pretty much my whole career but yeah, I was lucky in my apprenticeship. They gave you all the training you needed. They gave you all the tools and materials, the resources. They sent us to college. You know, we were, we worked in different departments. You know, we were doing engineering in the back of a glass warehouse in Rotherham at one point or Doncaster. I can't remember now. But yeah, it's, it was a really well-structured apprenticeship. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't change a thing about it. You know, at the time, there was I, there was probably things at the time we moaned about. But as a young apprentice... You think that you're being treated, you know, you always think there's something better out there or you always think that someone else is, you know, getting one over on you. But I suppose the best advice I give as an apprentice is keep your head down, keep your mouth shut and get on with it. You'll learn the hard way sometimes, but there's reasons for it, if that makes sense. Just use it every day as a learning experience. That's that's what I'd say. And you'll get asked. Yeah, you'll get asked to do things that you just think, oh, like, why am I being asked to do this? 
but sometimes people might not see it that way but i just used to think i'll just get on with it it's obviously been asked of me for a reason just do it you know i'm not saying say yes to absolutely everything but you, you know where i'm going with it right there's things that you get asked to do but you just think oh, why me so off the back of that then why do you think people should consider an apprenticeship as a pathway into engineering over the other ways because and i found this it gives you the opportunity to learn in a safe space you know you go full-time into a job and you're not supported by your employer or you're just sort of chucked in at the deep end on something doesn't allow you to necessarily learn in the best way or make mistakes in a safe place whereas i think when you do an apprenticeship you learn in the best way or make mistakes in a safe place got a structured learning plan you've got a mentor you've got people around you that are doing the same thing as you so they're going through the same things as you, a structured learning plan, you've got a mentor, you've got people around you that are doing the same thing as you and vice versa. And you can sort of help each other out. Yeah, I think you've rounded that up really well there. So, yeah, before we kind of wrap this up, I'm just interested to know if you've got a career highlight so far. Oh, God, <laughs> I've got I've got a few, I think. But I suppose my one of my main highlights was I did a lot. I spent a lot of time as a linesman working around the country, you know, and then I went on to different roles. But my, I suppose my biggest thing for me was getting the opportunity to get out of overhead lines where I thought, you know, maybe I was going to be stuck forever, which at the time I didn't really have an issue with. But I just wanted a bit of progression. But yeah, I got, like I said, I got put onto the construction side of the business, which I just feel like I've developed a lot in that side of the business i've been in the business you know 17 years now i've been in construction nearly three years and i've learned a huge amount in construction about substations about general building about construction of how you know different parts of a substation work how they're built how they're commissioned you know and i've worked with loads of different trades as well i've learned about different subjects like temporary works just like digging down in, you know, digging sort of four or five metre deep holes and the support that's needed around them to stop them caving in. I've learned about different types of piling and all of that came from that one project that I was put on and I just feel really, really lucky to be on that project because not many other people get opportunities like that, I don't think. I don't know, but I think that probably put me in the best place because I've found out opportunities like that. So, yeah, you know, that's probably my career highlight, getting into the construction side of the business and getting put on a project that I was totally out of my depth with, but having to learn and learn new techniques and learn about different ways of working. But the bit of advice I'd give to anybody going through the same thing as well with that is when, when you're in a position where you don't feel like you know anything, the best people to learn from are the people doing it. So I spent a lot of time with the guys out on site the, you know the contractors doing the work asking questions and asking stupid questions probably felt like to them like why is he asking me this about why are we doing this this way or why are we putting that in there why are we installing that it felt like that at the time but that's the only way you learn and i've had apprentices as well in the past where i'd encourage them fully to go out and ask them questions like i did or ask them you know go out and just stand there and watch the guys working just go and introduce yourself it's not it's uncomfortable to begin with because you feel like a spare part and you feel like you're out of place and you feel like obviously you just stood there watching them and they probably think what's he looking for or she looking for it does it feels like that at the time because you feel like an imposter yeah no i can imagine how that would feel but yeah it's all about getting as stuck in as you can isn't it making the most of the experience yeah definitely like i said if you feel uncomfortable at the time doing it but just make the most of it and you're not going to get a better opportunity to learn than from the people that are doing it and sometimes you might feel like they don't want you to be there 
It doesn't mean you've got to stand there right over them watching them. I like to get hands on. So if you've got the opportunity to go out there and see it being done, that's the best way to learn it. 100% and an apprenticeship is the best way to do that. Yeah, I hope it's helped people to make that decision to take an apprenticeship. Can't really recommend them any enough, to be honest, but I think it's the best way to get into learning. I, like I said, I don't do well reading out of books and looking at stuff online to try and work out how to do it. I, I'm fun. I'm better off just getting hands on with it. Brilliant. That was packed absolutely full of advice for those wanting more guidance on apprenticeships. And I'm sure there's lots to take away for everybody listening. Hopefully you've inspired some people to consider an apprenticeship as a route into engineering. But thank you so much for your time today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. No problem. STEM Minds.